0: To the bone. If your time to you is worth saving, then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone, or the times they are changing. Hello and welcome to episode seventy-three of Dial H for Hero Clicks. I am your host, Hunter Smith. With me is just Austin Smith, just the two of us it's,
1: today. It's been a bit, like Drew here is always dogging on me about my attendance record. And we moved it to Tuesday
0: just for him, and where is his ass? Well, post Cyber Monday sales and all that goodness, uh, I guess he ended up having to work an extra day afterwards so that they can catch up. I know all about that, we were so busy Monday, I did three time, over three times my typical workload. Oh yeah, Monday. Uh, I hit my record for the most tests ever done.
1: Our problem is we have all these damn patients trying to sneak in. They're they're like wait until the last bit of the year. They're like oh we're gonna sneak in and get some uh, appointments put in.
0: Well, today I also think that it's people uh, ate too much over Thanksgiving and then they're they dying. get out to work Monday and they feel like they have chest pain and really it's just <laughs> heartburn and, they're, and getting, indigestion. they're getting fat and they're having indigestion. But anyways, uh, Austin and I are going to discuss the watch list. Couple days after the last episode, um, HeroClix.com spoiled for us that there are five figures. Was it four or five? Let's see. It's five. I think it's five. Yeah, five figures that got added to the watch list now. Doesn't necessarily say that you know, as usual when they've made these announcements, doesn't necessarily say what they're look exactly they're looking at. But we can of course you know make assumptions. And it doesn't exactly say for sure if they'll be changed. It just says that they are added to the watch list and that they'll be reviewed and and everything. Uh, we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to do Austin's game show that's still unnamed. But we're we got some candidates. I still kind of like a couple of the ones we had last week, but we're still waiting on one of you guys. There's got
1: to be one that just when you guys it. has
0: to knock it out of the park with the name. And when we do that, since it's just <laughs> me and Austin, uh, we're going to call Harry. And see if we can get him in on the action too, so that uh, at least him and I can go head to head and try to guess Austin's figures. Hopefully, that there's a little more. Uh, it, they're a little easier to guess than Bad Samaritan. This,
1: this week should be pretty. It's going to be rough, but I think that uh, it's not as it's not as bad
0: as Bad Samaritan. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, let's let's get right into the nitty gritty. Considering that there is no news except for this, uh, let's just get right into the watch list. So. The five figures we have, well, I guess technically we have tons of, fi- uh, way more than five. It's like
1: 13 figures, but the first one's a group. Because of
0: entities. So um, entities, of course, they're going to be reviewing their trait, not one specific entity. It's It says entities just in general. So, of course, that means they're going to be looking at the two traits that they all share, which by now, if you're listening to a Heroclix podcast, you know what they are and what they do. People have, uh, of course, been you know some people. Some people react totally different than others when it comes to these watch lists. This is what the third time that we've had a group of figures at the watch list. Some people's gut reaction is always, "This is stupid. I hate this." And then there's the whole there's the other camp, which Austin and I and and Drew have all kind of tended to fall into as this is. This can't—it can't possibly be a bad thing, really. I mean, and we've seen figures go in and not get changed, or get a very small slap on the wrist, like Batmite. Yeah, you know what I mean. We've seen—we haven't seen a figure go in and get totally ruined. The biggest change, I would say. I mean, you can you can think about it too and see if you disagree. I'd say the biggest one that took the biggest hit was Spiral. Out yeah, of any of them. I can agree with and that And even then, Spiral, that trait was so incredibly effective that it had to be hit the way that it did. And it's still, it still is a viable figure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've played against teams where people have still played Spiral post-nerf, and they just... It changed her mechanics. People just play her a lot differently now.
0: I've played with and against it, and I think it. she still is a 5 out of 5 star figure overall. Um, it's just she no longer can let your team do just bullshit shenanigans. And I really. mean,
1: if we really break down and think about figures that have changed, like High Father got some changes, um, freaking uh, team bases, of course, um, they still see play. It's not like they're completely out of the ballpark.
0: Well, the thing about Spiral that was interesting is for the for meta purposes, I don't think she necessarily just really had to be nerfed just because her point cost was so much. I mean, she took up a third of your team. But for other games game <laughs> yeah, for other games at venues, you know, weekly games, she was ruining the fun for a lot of people.
1: I mean, all it took was one gameplay against her, against a hypersonic piece, to make me absolutely hate her.
0: Now, yeah, and, you know, that's a good point, because, you know, I bring up that she, she covers a third of your team, and that it wasn't a big deal meta-wise back when she came out, but with the recent Flash set, oh, yeah. it, it could have became a problem. And maybe... That's one of those things we talk about with the watch list. Is Spiral some of Black these Lantern things, <laughs> yeah, some of these some of these things get changed because of Upcoming. figures that are coming out that the that we don't know about. We as the players don't know about. And you know, you take a figure like the Black Lantern Zoom or or KC Flash, which would fit on a team with Spiral at one hundred six and one hundred ninety, they would fit. I mean, you. You take figures like that that were upcoming at the time that Spiral got nerfed, and maybe it kind of starts making a little more sense. Yeah,
1: and when you think about the fact they're designing this set a year out, they were looking at Flash figures they were making about the time Spiral was on the watch list. Yeah. Um, so, th- and that applies to a lot of stuff here. I mean, like we look at figures like Bill Agent of Aim. Well, let's jump right in with Bill actually, because I would like to talk about him a little bit. Right. I I don't think Bill is necessarily degenerate or problematic or anything. I think the problem they're running into is actually a future proof because his wording is really open and really loose. So if he gets changed at all, I think it'll be to clarify his wording or lock it in a specific instance so that way he doesn't break a future thing that comes out.
0: You know, if if Drew were here, he would have loved that sentence and the and the... Wording you put in, and he would have spun something crazy off of it. But luckily, we can just keep the keep yeah. the ball rolling. Yeah, I know. So, uh, I cool. agree. I, actually, and and Austin and I have discussed these, of course, before recording. Like and we're, first day we were all we're over. pretty much we're pretty much in agreement on all of these figures for the most part. And I think most people I've talked to locally that have experience and and are intelligent and skilled at the game have all kind of said that agreed with Austin and I, too. So I don't think you're going to find our opinions way out of left field or anything. I, too, agree that Bill doesn't necessarily need um, quote-unquote nerfed right now. Um, The point is, he's a great figure. He's actually, he's an excellent figure, to be totally honest, but... He's not he doesn't need to be nerfed. But the thing is we have to take into consideration that there could be things coming up that could really be way more potent than, than Bill and Bullseye or Bill and Banshee or whoever. Um, there's things that we don't know that could be coming down the pipe. Or as Austin said, there he really does need his wording cleaned up a little bit just rules wise and and a couple things clarified. As far as um, who can be targeted for how long, and and a couple small things like that. So I don't have a problem with him being on there, even though I personally don't think he needs to be changed. Um, he's he's seen tons of play in ROCs. I mean, we've seen him on lots of teams, especially before entities, but we haven't seen him dominate. In my opinion, I mean, we haven't seen him beyond. 66% or two-thirds or more of all the teams or anything like that. So he's kind of the easiest one to cover for this. Neither of us really think he needs to be changed yeah. unless it's a small clarification or unless it's something for something upcoming. Let's go to Pharaoh as well, who I think is another one who's kind of simple to cover.
1: I think this is an interesting one to me because he does see a lot
0: of play. Let's be honest here. Pharaoh sees a lot of play. Not as much anymore. Really? Not a I can I haven't looked at the last few RFCs. I mean, I'm not going to say he hasn't made it to a top 16 or something, but compared to f- 4 months ago, it's night and day in the amount of times that he's played, you know, now compared to 4 months, 3-4 months ago. So how does he play in tactics versus no tactics? He's good in both. I think he's best in tactics which is strange for me to say because initially I would my brain would think he would be better in no tactics where other people couldn't get through I mean you don't have access to curse hammer to matter rearranger to things like that but he re- he needs willpower is one of the issues Yeah, and you can give
1: him pulse weight and
0: you can give him things from the entities that really turn him from an amazing like an excellent piece to a broken piece um, I don't really think though these days, He needs nerfed to be, and and a lot of people may not want to hear that, but I don't really think Pharaoh needs nerfed with the current sets that we have now. I think we have enough figures that bust through blocking. First of all, there's a ton now of figures that bust through blocking. We have a couple excellent figures that break that shoot through blocking. Um, Excellent, you know, meta worthy, uh, uh, worth paying attention to for your main attacker on your team you know we have a couple pieces of those now and now with flash we just got a lot of great hypersonicers that can get across the map quick and we also we still have access to tk you know with yeah. multiple pieces including that 33 point technician which gives us the cheapest tk in no tactics yeah, yeah the cheapest tk in no tactics now so i think and then of course they put in the really bad silver bullet with the little agent guy who can straight up remove the Falcon
1: or Jack who does damage to people in their starting areas. Yeah.
0: And Jack Hawksmore who's kind of makes Pharaoh at least move up a little bit. So I think we're starting to see the game shift shape away from him shape itself. Yeah. We're, we're starting to see it, it not really, we're starting to see it shift into a field where Pharaoh's not quite going to be as broken and infuriating as he may have been when he first came out
1: i do want to say the mo- the thing that does kind of suck about the watch list right now is that it's coming out at a time where all of our rocs are no tactics so we're really comparing it to gen con results when we're talking about combos with tactics mm-hmm. and we don't have any other real major turning results to run off of until dragon con which is worlds
0: well, well the, the ROC format will switch before then.
1: Oh, yeah, true. It switches in January. And
0: but... we'll have some WizKids opens to look at, too. But I think those two, out of all five of these those two and midnight which we'll talk about next are the most likely to get through unscathed in my opinion.
1: I think they might lightly tap Iron Pharaoh some way. I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure how they'd go about it. And I'm
0: not against it if they do, you know, mess with him a little bit. I just I don't think I don't think there should be any uproar or anything if he gets through without being yeah, no, I messed with, really.
1: Um, I think they'll either lightly tap him in regards to making it where his line of fire isn't like where he, he doesn't can't see through everything
0: with the falcon. Either either on they'll top tweak what he can
1: see through to where like either he can't see through blocking anymore, or the or hindering one of the two, something like that, or they'll make it where he can't be given combat actions through it. So he could still do attacks, but he wouldn't be able to do pensai or pulse wave or something of that sort. If they tap him, I feel like that would be the way to do it without absolutely destroying him.
0: Proxima Midnight is a a surprise to me, personally. It honestly was to me, too. On this list. I love the figure. She's one of my favorites. I mean, when we do our end of the year, I will probably be listing her under my list of favorite and best figures this year. In one of the categories, inevitably, because she is a great figure. I mean, she's a five-star figure for me. But... I don't necessarily think she needs to be on the watch list.
1: I was talking with some people about it, and, and like they were pointing out the fact that it's not that she's necessarily like broken or anything. It's the fact that she is really, really good for her points. Like between her trait, oh, like even if she didn't have her trait at all, she's a very solid
0: and amazing piece for. Her there points. are a lot of pieces though that are that are just as and good for their points, and that aren't on the watch list. Um, the, the only th- I need to look at her trait real quick. I, I want to say, you know, the thing she's great at is helping against Bizarro and helping against Stop Clicks and helping against Mystics. Those would be the three big things. And right now, those that's needed in the meta because we have Bizarro. And now we're going to have the Star Sapphire Ring and have Mystics on everybody. And now we have Stop Click great figures like Kyle Rayner who are seeing tons of play. And Proxima is is a great figure with semi-silver bullet qualities that can go against those three. And I think she's necessary to be, in my opinion, the only reason I can really think she's on here, just in my mind trying to justify it, is maybe to clean up her trait, wording on her trait or something. I'm wondering if it's
1: not... The one thing I really thought of when I was reading over her trait just now is, I almost wonder if she's on here to stop degenerate gameplay. Where it'll be something where she has a time duration on her tokens, or maybe on a one the tokens are moved or something. So that way it's not hit an enemy, run to a corner, and hide kind of thing.
0: I see what you're saying. Because that's
1: kind of why they did the high father thing, was it led to some situations where people could just kind of like hit and run and be done.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. I can see that, I guess.
1: That's the only real thing I can think of. Um, I don't see her being... I don't see her being, like, a ridiculous piece that's in need of it. She's in the same boat as Bill, or, uh, yeah, she's kind of in the same boat as Bill to me. I'm wondering if there's not a specific reason down the line of why they're addressing her. Like, maybe she just shuts down something really cool that's coming or something.
0: That but. could be. Or, some, or even a mechanic you know, yeah. maybe a resource or something that's coming up that does some kind of mechanic that she would somehow really, you know, mess over so they know that she would be played 24-7. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like whoever it is that are doing the watch list, the last two times they've done a pretty damn good job damn, with they've been, it.
1: They've honestly been on the money. I so
0: say. I'm not, I'm I'm putting trust in them really with one of my favorite figures. I'm putting trust that they're not, that there's a reason that she's on there.
1: In my mind, the guys who do the watch list are very far removed from the guys who do the actual balanced release or the balance on releases. <laughs> Because these guys
0: are able to look at the meta and... It could be the same people, and but and they're just... I mean, they have to rush product yeah. out or something. I don't... We don't know. It's just funny. Yeah. I, it does seem like that. That's for sure. So, next up we have Bizarro, who I've been clamoring since the moment they sp- did his spoiler before he even released. I've been saying, why the hell can this guy heal? Why do you I, give him a mechanic? I think
1: we're both on the exact same page on that
0: is what they will change. <laughs> I mean, every time somebody brings him up, I'm like, I can't believe that he made it through. I can't believe he made it through the second watch list, oh, I know. to be honest. And we brought that up on the podcast. And he,
1: still sh- and he had an incredible showing. Like Every time he's had a chance to be played. He's like- seen
0: tons of play, mainly because of his, of his versatile point cost.
1: And on top of that with all the new stuff in War of Light that enables healing with
0: resources and stuff like that. And he's giving him even, mystics with Star Sapphire, yep. you know, and only being able to take one click and then letting him heal. That that to me to me the whole issues with him all stems around him being able to heal. I fully agree. Because when I've played against, against him or with him and I've seen other players at our venues play against him, in if it's in a no tactics environment He's not as scary. Yeah. He's taken down with smart play and with some swarm action.
1: And I've played against a full Bizarro a couple times now, actually, in no tactics play. And I've had really... I don't want to say no issue. He's still a one hell of a beefer because of that only one damage thing. But he is a hell of a lot more manageable. Um, especially because, like... You can easily outwit his stuff. You can keep him down and crap like that.
0: And with tactics, it's too easy to not only let him heal, but to let him heal and buff him with other mechanics on top of that. I think that's the issue. I think if you take away the healing, you take away mystic shenanigans, you you make him much more manageable as a piece, I think he'll still see play... He the, the ability to fit at 25, 50, 75, or 100, you know, and to only take one damage at a time that can't be ignored or countered, yeah. I think that's excellent. I think they have to be careful because if they nerf him too hard, he's going to be worthless. If And that brings up,
1: someone suggested that, or uh, actually I've seen it in a few places now, that he be given be- the Beyonder treatment.
0: See, I think that's that a horrible. That would ruin him. I think that's a bad idea because if you do that, people forget Bizarro has the change every click, or sorry, every turn. He has the roll, and that player is getting something that they can't, they're in no control of what Bizarro turns into. Yeah, they could. They have a 33% chance that he rolls a, a, a 3 or 6, and then he goes back on the same powers, but even then, he can go from a 12 attack to an 8 attack like within one roll. So even if he keeps the same powers, you, know, you may not want to turn out Using hypersonic if he suddenly has an eight attack or whatever, so I think if you take away his token system, that's that's too big of a hit. I don't see I him agree. seeing play at all. Also, I
1: see he's he's gonna he's gonna take a hit a little bit with Warlight when you have now the Red Lantern Ring as an option and stuff like mm-hmm. that.
0: Because poison's one of his biggest and weaknesses, particularly penetrating. Because really the those. 33% chance of being on Impervious is his only saving grace against yeah. poison.
1: And his, uh, well, he, that's normal poison. I mean, when you're looking at penetrating poison, like.
0: And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now he has no chance at all against poison.
1: And then you have his Silver Bullets on the watch list, too. Proxima Midnight. She freaking. People played her primarily just to shut down Bizarro.
0: And Kyle. Both yeah, in, and Kyle bo- Rainer, Both yeah. in one piece, really, is why I feel Proxima. like Kyle Rayner...
1: I'm kind of shocked Kyle's not on here, but.
0: Um, with with time, maybe he will. It's too early for me to personally speak on Kyle because I haven't seen him played enough and I personally haven't played him to really try to flush him out and see how bro- <laughs> just how broken he can possibly gonna be. going to be really
1: sad he can't play Resurrection Man, Bizarro, Phoenix Force, though.
0: I mean, he still can. You still would give Bizarro Mystics. Yeah,
1: but you wouldn't have the uh, and, X-Men team ability. which Yeah, I think
0: but is... to me, that's the smallest part of it. I mean, yeah. it's the Mystics and the vulnerability with the shape change and super senses and all that crap, I mean, that mechanic would still be viable. That's what I'm True. saying. I feel like he would still be viable without being able to heal. Be able, being able to heal. And Bizarro necessarily
1: wasn't a piece that necessarily was like... He was invented as... It's once again it WizKids building silver bullets that are too powerful to a point, where he was built to handle these super alpha strike one-shot teams that we were seeing dominate the meta with team bases and Ghost Rider... And then, now the meta shifted
0: away a little bit, and he's not really needed for that role anymore. And, and in my opinion, Highfather was invented to keep Bizarro under check, and yep. then they n- immediately nerfed Highfather, and what do you <laughs> think is going to happen to Bizarro anyways? So, him... We, no healing. I, I think no healing. I think that's enough, in my opinion. That'll I, be enough to I up think there. the Beyonder system is a bad idea, even if you let him keep his healing, I still think it's a bad idea um, just because of the randomness of the trait. That too. So now we got the big one. The one everybody's clamoring over and the one that we... Gosh, the
1: amount of anger I've seen We everywhere. have
0: slightly differing views on how to change, but I think we both agree something does need to change yep. with entities. And it doesn't need to be a, a decimating nerf to entities either.
1: Oh, and I, I want to clarify, like, I've argued with, like, five different people on four different websites now about this, but I like entities. I really do. I love the flavor of them. I love everything about them. I want to still be able to play them after this. So I am not out to destroy them by any means.
0: I'm in the same boat. I'll, it's the one chase set that I'm actually going to be trying to collect all of and, you know... I've been selling all my chases recently, but because I love the lanterns and because I keep up with everything and because the sculpts are beautiful and I like the mechanics, the possessing idea is just a great idea by WizKids. I really like it. I think the issue you run into is kind of like what you ran into with Skullclamp in Magic. It's that entities are so goddamn good and so easy points-wise, I mean 25 points, to fit on your team that why wouldn't everybody not run an entity and that's the what we're coming into i mean when you take a look at the gen con results over 75 percent of the teams have entities on them and the ones that don't are ones that can't their team bases you know like there's a reason that it sees that much play it's that it is that good now is that necessarily a bad thing no but i do think there's very slight changes they can make to make them fair but not as dominant.
1: And really, and it's, it's about the number... I think it's about the number of things that entities allow access to. They make easy theme teams where normally you wouldn't be able to make one.
0: To me, that's the big one. That's the one people overlook the most. They're
1: not considered resources, so they're immune to all the silver bullets for resources, and you can still run them with a resource.
0: They're not considered tactics. Yeah. And... They give you easy... They give you...
1: Instant access to a power and modifier.
0: Exactly. You get to match things up before the game even goes down. And we, when
1: we went over our resource review for the Meta Toolkit, we talked about that with the Phoenix Force and how that was one of the very powerful pros of the Phoenix Force was choosing how many shards start on it so that way you start on certain powers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Except entities allow you that across ten different figures that have four different powers in their first slots on each one of them, as well as special powers.
0: They also offer you, I mean, we talk about the Phoenix Force, when you, I think if you we went through and we broke down all the different powers you have access to with the Phoenix Force, I think we're looking at ten or less. Mm-hmm. I think with the number of different entities and the number of different powers showing on their opening dial, we're getting into way over a dozen we're getting into weight there could be pieces coming out we already know of pieces as it is but there could be more pieces coming out that have just ridiculous combinations particularly oh, hell, with specific ones like the healings from the was it the is it the entity that allows all the crazy the plain old entity that allows like automatic healing and stuff like I believe so there's tons of i mean hell when flash when the, the, the flash break. first
1: landed i looked across that set and i was like This entity goes good with him, this one goes good with him, this one goes... Like, right off the bat, like, that's all that was going through my head. And it's kind of how I was towards resources when they first landed. Like, Infinity Gauntlet. This figure's so good with Gauntlet. This figure's so good with Gauntlet. Gauntlet got so many silver bullets to shut it down and resource-related things and new resources that came out that made it not as viable, really, that Gauntlet kind of faded out. The problem with entities, though, is that they're not... They don't have anything yet... Yet is the key word I think Trinity War we might see some stuff But they don't have anything yet To start fading them out They don't have anything that interacts with them specifically And so there's Honestly there's a lot of ways They could go at entities There's a lot of ways I would rather they not Because I don't want them to be unplayable
0: I think to me The easy solution And the best solution Would just be limiting them one per team I think, uh, well, let's go through the the options of what you could do first. Let's do that. So option number one would be limit one per team. Yep. Two, which in my opinion would be an even bigger nerf than limiting the one per team, would be take away the, key the sharing keywords. Yep. To me, that's an even bigger nerf because now you don't allow um, helping make theme teams at all. And then you could have, you know, taking away... The modifier, or straight up just changing the mechanics, I think um, that's the wrong way to go. I think that's hitting him way too hard. There's, of course, the make them consider tactics. That's to me, that's a no-brainer. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that hasn't happened. Who yet. knows? It it could go through, and it, it could it can go through and not get considered tactics. But to me, that's a no-brainer that this should be considered tactics. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. There were a couple... People brought up a lot of ideas. Uh, Not being able to be used with resources. Yeah. Now, that's a big one. I don't think... I think that's a little bit too far. I agree. In my opinion. That's that's one step too far. I think limiting to one... The reason I like limiting them to one per team. You still give the access to the keyword. Yes, you can't make a plus eight entity team on a 300 point team and get theme probs and plus eight to map and all kinds of crazy stuff. But you do give the keyword to your Lantern core, And with War of Light, each Lantern core, even Orange, got access to enough pieces to make viable team 300-point oh, yeah. teams.
1: Well, hell, people were somehow building theme teams before, and that's before the new theme team rules and all that jazz.
0: So now you have a piece. You have the ability of an entity to give to... You can take the rest of your Red Lantern team... You can take a piece who's not a Red Lantern, put Butcher on it, and make it a Red Lantern. Iron Man, the Red Lantern, and still make a theme team. You still get the entity doing what it does. It still gets the the power. It still gets the modifier. It's still a viable piece. Um, It still could work with resources if you use the Red Battery or Red Ring with it. it it would get the plus ones. It still would have the keyword, you know, it still have the Red Lanterns keyword. It still would get all the plus ones from the ring. To me, that's the way to go.
1: I I like that solution. Uh, The second solution that I like, a little less, but I still would be fine with, would be the removal of the keyword granting. It's less thematic, which really would hurt, like, for theme teams and stuff that I like to build for, like, fun and all that stuff. But, uh... Um... It's not as dis- it's not destructive. I feel like it stops them from making from granting theme team bonus, which means no theme team probs and no bonus to map. And that's the big one to me is that bonus. I think bonus to maps probably the the killer really because really cosmic theme teams are buildable if you throw if you have two figures and an entity on each. That's a cosmic theme team right there. Like if I throw a Parallax and a Dara on a team with Iron Pharaoh, and whoever else in the secondary attacker slot. That That's a cosmic theme team that gives me plus four to map roll for two figures. I can see that. Which, I feel like if you're paying 25 points to get a figure, it shouldn't be something that's off the board and granting you a bonus to the map. And I think that that would be enough to impact how often they're played, what they're played on. I don't
0: know. I could go either way. Either I just think it... I, it, with either of our solutions, whether it's making it one per team or taking the keywords away totally, it's not a big enough nerf to where they're not going to get played. Oh, hell no. It's a big enough nerf to where they're not going to be on 90% of the teams. Yeah. that's that's the To me, that's what WizKids is wanting to accomplish. That's what I would think, that's what I would want to accomplish if I were them. And I think either one of those solutions is enough to... Keep them in check, really. Just it's not that they're necessarily outright broken. You do get plenty for twenty five points. You oh, get yeah. a whole lot for twenty five points, um, and I think part of that twenty five points is the keyword. But regardless, even if you did take them away, they still would be worth twenty five points. It's still an instant choice of power. They still would be, yeah, power combos and modifier combos.
1: When when I look at entities to fill in gaps in teams, I'm sitting there looking. I have twenty five points extra after resource and stuff. I need this power on this character. And I instantly go through the nitty list, who has this on first click? Or who has this a little deeper in the dial or whatever. Wherever I need it at. And it, without fail, I can fill in every gap. I haven't hit one yet where I haven't been like, I really want to run this entity to fill in this spot.
0: I think some people's uh, reluctance to accept them getting changed... Is that they feel like maybe they've invested too much money into acquiring these, and then now that they've acquired them, and now that War of Lights over, oh, suddenly we're going to nerf these things. Um, I can understand that angle, but at the same time, this is a game and not a collectible. It's, it's not. Co- it's collectible, it's, but it's, it's not. It's collectible, but you have to. You know. You know. You have to realize that there are gameplay mechanics that control the entire game it's not about your collection and i say that coming from the aspect of a collector i'm more of a collector than i'm a player to be honest and you can't have that mindset when you approach these kind of things because you have to realize that you're turning this into a collection really is i guess is the way to put it it, it it's not like we're talking about mighty mugs or a you know something that's purely collectibles or the new pop you know shit this is a game and, if, and things have to change, and the game has to grow, or else eventually it'll die.
1: To me, if you're honestly collecting anyway, and you don't care about it as a game as much...
0: Then you don't care as much about this Then you this don't anyways.
1: care about the value dropping, because you're going to hold on to your pieces anyway.
0: Well, I think that's enough Oh yeah, I watch don't... list talk for one day. Yep. You're if you guys this? have... Obvi- obviously, people are going to be... We're gonna get some angry up emails. in arms over things. <laughs> Whether, no matter what we would have said, people are gonna be upset. But those are our our honest opinions. If you have any, you know, strong disagreements or agreements with what we said, as always, just shoot us an email at gmail.com dot com. here clicks at gmail, and maybe we'll read it on the podcast. As long as this doesn't have too many curse words in it, let's get into Austin's. Still untitled segment. Hold on. I have
1: a very loving message from Drew to everyone on the podcast. He would like everyone to know that he said Austin still kisses boys. I'm not going to debate that. We'll give Drew one today without any opposition. We'll just move on.
0: Well, let's call up Mr. Harry Dempsey. See if he wants to get in on, uh, what are we calling it today? Just Austin segment still? Let's stick with Austin's segment. Because that kind of has a, a slight... Hint at a at something greater. At something greater, because
1: <laughs> it's got my name in it. Hello,
0: Mr. Harry Dempsey. This is me, Would you like to play a game? I don't know. I think I've seen that movie. I don't think you have. I think there's like seven or eight of those things by now. Probably. I don't know. I quit after like three. The third one was awful. <laughs> I've never
1: seen any of them. I can't. My
0: stomach can't handle it. The first one was good, but anyways, Austin. Uh, Austin has some three figures. I told him he has to keep it more uh, relevant than Bad Samaritan this week. <laughs> I went a little more relevant. So, all that uh, research I did on uh, the most useless figures that no one ever plays. <laughs> be You've been reading about Onomatopoeia and all kinds of those kinds of figures. Oh, shit, I gotta change one of mine for this week. <laughs> So, we're going to trust that Harry doesn't have H.C. Realms' unit section pulled up right now and is not cheating as we go along. If you're a dishonorable bastard, you'll never play this game again as long as I will. But I have faith in Mr. (laughs) Harry Dempsey. So, before we start, if you want to play along with this, if you're listening at home, or driving, or wherever the hell you are, what you can do is listen to Austin's Clues, pause the podcast, make your guess... And then play and see what Harry and I guess so that you don't spoil anything for yourself or let us lead you to the answer or mislead you, as we did last week, seeing as how we got one out of three last week. Oh, yeah. So what's going to happen is Austin's going to give us two clues at three different stages, and at each stage, Harry and I will get a guess. I have a random number generator, 1 through 17. We have a paper with 17 clues on it, and this will dictate what clues Austin has to give us. He's going to give us two at each stage. Uh, Some of these
1: are pretty damning for some pieces. You
0: ready, Harry? I'm ready. All right. Spit out your answer whenever you want. You don't have to wait for me. All right. Our clues are 16 and 12. Opening movement power and set number. Set number is 30. Opening movement power is sidestep. Set number 30 does not help at all. That's like middle of the road. I know, I picked a good one here. (laughs) Could be uncommon in a big set, or it could be a rare, or even a chase in a CTD set. Or an LE? Or a Bizarro uh, Flash? I doubt it would be an LE. Did you ask if it was the Flash? No, I said Bizarro Flash. It's not Bizarro Flash. Hmm. Yeah, I feel it was Bizarro Flash, wouldn't it be like 11B or something like that? Yeah, that's true. I think it was like the Uncommon Prime. Let's see. Yeah, but he's got a B in his number, Harry. Thirty with Sidestep. All right, well, if it's Sidestep, when did Sidestep start? It was after... It was definitely after Spider-Man. It was Wolverine... Around Wolverine, the X-Men, and onward. Um, and there was it down a little bit. Just to keep it going, I'm going to throw out Snowbird or something random like nope. that. Nope. All right. Stage number two. Number three and number ten. Generic keyword... A name of a special power.
1: Detective, and he has no special powers.
0: Hmm. Detective. There's not very many detectives either. I know
1: this is great. <laughs> Harry, you close that HC realms tab, damn it. I said, you
0: close that H.C. Realms tab. <laughs> Trust me, if I had HC Realms up, I think I'll figure it out by now. I'm thinking, I'm feeling somebody from Flash. I'm feeling that we're in the Flash area. I don't feel like there were many detectives in Guardians of the Galaxy or Deadpool, but it could be Deadpool. Hmm...
1: Do, 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 do,
0: do. Uh, I forgot. I can't start the timer with Harry on the phone. Um. Uh, maybe Edward Nickham, Digma, but There's only not that many... Uh, yeah, I, I know. Forums. Yeah, he does have sidestep, I think, but yeah, I, I don't think he's quite number 30 either. Uh, oh, so there's only like 14 thickness in that Um, we'll just go ahead and skip. I have absolutely no clue right now. I'm hoping that these next two clues give us something. Alright, we got one good one at least. Point value, and does it have any improved movement or targeting?
1: Point value is 69. It has improved targeting, ignores hindering. Um, uh,
0: oh shit. Edward Nygma? No. Damn it. Like the, or the, no, what's the... What's that one called? The Rid just the Riddler, it, I guess. It is
1: not the Riddler or Edward Name okay. or anything related That's to that.
0: That's the it. one I was thinking of. Alright. It's all up to you, Harry. Don't let him beat a skin. The pressure's on. I can't think of one. I know. <laughs> I can't either.
1: I'll give Harry a hint here. 69. The detective keyword throws you off so bad.
0: Sixty nine number thirty. This is just
1: beautiful. Strange huh? Strange makes me think
0: of a new uh, Harley Quinn, but
1: know she's not a detective. Yeah, I can't think of anything. The silence is beautiful. All right, what do we got, Austin? Deadpool 030, Paladin. Why the hell? Paladin? <laughs> That's once again a figure that no one has played. I'm actually shocked he doesn't have the soldier keyword. He's got detective and spy.
0: I do know. I did know that he had sidestep, but I, the detective really threw us off.
1: The fun part was if you would have done proper keyword, I could have chosen thunderbolts or heroes for hire. Really to screw with you.
0: I feel like that would have helped us more than detective. Oh, detective
1: screwed you guys up bad. <laughs> when you said generic, narrowed down the uh, set a lot.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Austin awesome beats us for the first one.
1: I've got three points to your two and Harry's two, and Drew's zero now.
0: Clicks number two, stage number one. We have range and the number of bolts and opening movement power.
1: Opening movement power is special. It has six range, one bolt. That really doesn't help you guys. Up. We're
0: debating whether you should start telling us the names of the opening powers, but for now we're not going to do that.
1: Yeah, that would throw this one away terribly.
0: Six range, one bolt does not help. That's pro- if we went through all clicks. That's, <laughs> that's probably, probably the most average. Probably the average.
1: Now had had it been like eight range, midnighter. What?
0: It's not midnighter. Um, Batman. It's not Batman. My answer is always going to be Batman. If I don't know. All right, number two and number twelve. We just did twelve. We got in 12 three times already. Name of special power. And point value.
1: Oh damn! Oh damn! This one might throw
0: it. Two
1: hundred points. Dog of War. Orion. Oh, damn it,
0: girl! Was hoping me you that. hadn't
1: played that piece enough to remember Dude, its special I, power. I, and I love
0: Orion. I haven't played him yet, but you I love you're a little faster. On gun here. Yeah, I love Orion and Wonder Woman right now.
1: When oh, you said special power, I knew it was throwing His movement power is called Astro Harness. If I had to say movement power, I was that was game right there. <laughs> All
0: right. We're going to take him down, Harry. This is it. So Hunter's three, I'm three, Harry's two, Drew's still zero. Number three. Figure number three, stage number one. Named keyword, opening defensive power. Combat reflexes, X-Men. Shit. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say, but I feel like he wouldn't pick Batman or Wolverine because there's so many. It would be too easy for us to guess, so I didn't say well, uh, Wolverine. I probably
1: said, uh, usually, he you know, has toughness. Usually, uh, starting you with know, a lot of combat reflexes. Yeah, it's not Wolverine.
0: I keep trying to think of other figures so my brain keeps going to Shatterstar, but that is not my answer. (laughs) I do not think he has X-Men. I think he has X-Factor and New Mutants, but I don't think he has X-Men.
1: This is so much fun.
0: Alright, I'll say Jubilee. Not Jubilee. Alright. Stage 2, 15, and 3. Generic keyword and opening damage power.
1: Perplex, no generic keywords. What? I'm actually baffled by this. I didn't even notice.
0: So we have perplex, combat reflexes, and the X-Men keyword.
1: That really doesn't narrow it down too much.
0: Well, we know it's not War. Who? What
1: was that guess, Harry? Nightcrawler. It's not Nightcrawler. Ooh, that wasn't, that wasn't a bad guess. Shit.
0: I'm thinking maybe somebody from Days of Future Past.
1: How are you?
0: I am. I don't know why, but I am. It's probably some abstract ass X-Men that <laughs> <laughs> we completely can't even think of. Uh... Perplexus throwing me off. There's not a lot of X-Men with a perplex. I wanted to say Phantom X, but it's not. I know it's not Phantom X because his damage power is special. With shape change, it's something else.
1: Maybe it's the Fast Forces Phantom X. There is no Fast Forces <laughs> Phantom X. You son of a bitch. Your heart's kind of broken now because you're thinking about how there could have been two of them.
0: Maybe it's Phantom X on the X Force team base.
1: <laughs> that never made it to print. Along with the Wolverine, or the Sabretooth, and a trench coat.
0: Son of a bitch, Austin. I hate you.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh,
0: I love this game so much. Alright, at this point, I've taken too long, so I'm just gonna
1: All right. go to stage three. You guys three.
0: should be able to get this. Six and one. Team ability... Oh, god dang it. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Team ability and... What universe is it, DC or Marvel? Cocksuckin', son of
1: a... Wow, that doesn't help you guys at all. You guys, I want to let you guess what the team ability and what universe is. X-Men
0: I'm gonna Marvel. I'm going to say, uh... <laughs> I think we get a reroll on that one. That was like worthless, worthless. I'll let you roll one more. All right. Any special combat symbols?
1: No. Son of a bitch.
0: That includes Endom, by the way. I just, know. Just in
1: case, All no, right. I'm looking right down the line on the left.
0: I don't know, Harry. Silock. Damn Ooh. it,
1: son of a bitch! Good guess. WizKids M20 Silock. We took him down two to one. That was a good one, Gary or uh, Harry. Which was, which It was the team based one, the new one. It was yeah. the new new op kit one. Cause she starts with a uh, stealth combat reflexes perplex. Yeah, the other one has shape change. I, I think. also screwed up because on proper keyword I was going to tell you Excalibur, because I figured that might screw with you because I forgot she gets that Excalibur keyword. But mm-hmm.
0: I just, once you said uh, the, the lack of some of the keywords, I start
1: thinking about uh, just the team based figures in general. Yep, I was hoping that one would pass by, but good job, Harry. You're now what? It's three
0: for all of us now, isn't it? Yep.
1: Except for Drew,
0: all tied up. Next week there will be a winner. There and will be more bad Samaritans. Or there will be a leader, unless we all <laughs> go one. Unless we all get one again somehow. All right. Well, at least there weren't as many. I thought the last one. I was trying to pick a popular character with an obscure ass dial. <laughs> at least we didn't get bad Samaritan. Paladin and, was as bad as I picked there, and uh, there, we're, who, there was another bad one we got. Who was the second one last week? It was week? Dazzler. No, not Dazzler. the uh, The one besides uh, the one besides Samaritan and Dazzler was pretty bad too. I it was T-Ray, it. and you guessed him right off the bat. No, T-Ray was the first week. Was he? Yeah, T-Ray was the first week. That was the very first one you did, I think. Let's see. Anyways. yeah, so sure T-Ray was the first one. Yeah. Oh, well, anyways, you did slightly better. Uh, before I let you guys go, I want you to know I have officially uh, 18 hemorrhoids. What? Uh, 18 hemorrhoids. It's going to happen one day. It sounded like you said hemorrhoids over the I thong.
1: am really confused because he <laughs> definitely said he had 18 hemorrhoids. I was going to
0: ask, how when you have that many, how do you go about counting all of them? Like, are you in the mirror just like spread eagle? So to, once you have that many, you just know. I'm trying to put images. I'll take images I don't want to think of for <laughs> 1,000, Alec. I was going to say, I'm trying to put images in Austin's head right now. All right, well, I just now got two Samroids. Otherwise, I'd add to your you collection. You just got two Hamroids? Two Hamroids. I'm starting out, you know. I'm thinking about our 1,000-point
1: match. Nothing but Samroids.
0: Number one, ETA. Sounds good, but prepare to lose to my team of Rainbow Raiders. We'll see how you do with no toughness, no charge, and no whatever else you have.
1: I've done T-Ray, I've done Wonder Girl, I've done Bad Samaritan.
0: I don't know. All right, Harry, we're going to let you go. We're going to wrap this baby up. All right, you guys have a good one. Later. Shake it. All right, we'd like to thank Harry and his hemorrhoids for joining us today. Oh, yeah. Let's get into some mailbag. Uh, Before, while I'm pulling up mailbag... We are starting Dial Design this week, and it is not too late to jump in on the action. Just go to the link in the podcast description where it says Dial Design and join in. This month, since it's December, our gift is to let you guys click your favorite things. So the first week is to click a character from your favorite video game, and we'll keep that that theme going on all month. So it should be really easy to think up uh, figures to design for this month. We have a Wong. email Wong. That was a that was a pretty tough one too. Come on, it's Wong. What do you mean, Come Everyone on it. plays Wong. <laughs> no one plays
1: Wong. I play Wong. Poor Wong, he's done nothing but everything for freaking Doctor Strange
0: and Sean Lefevre. some French name that I don't know how to pronounce. LeFever. <laughs> there's a there's a B in there though, but the B's silent.
1: I'm just pulling shit out of my ass here.
0: Uh, <laughs> He's a big fan of end-of-the-year lists, and he wanted to contribute some categories, so he gave us tons of lists here. It says, there's a lot of stuff. Some of it's divided into best pieces for certain uses or play styles. I'd like to hear the worst in pretty much every category, but I listed where comparisons would be the best.
1: I do think we need a worst category. <laughs> we
0: I'll go through these. There's a ton. There's more than we will end up doing for the whole cast, but I will probably use a few of these, so thanks, Sean. Yeah, there's some good ones in there. We'll go through them, and we'll, we'll add some of them to our list. Paul Barney uh, gives us an idea. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about fun builds. He says, "Elves of Destruction is a fun Christmas build. Seven hundred point teams. Characters are a theme team. Cannot be over one hundred points. I think he saying must be a theme team.
1: No, I think you're considered to have a theme team regardless.
0: Gotcha. We have an episode or a question from Chad Van Horn. Uh, I was I listen to a lot of your older podcasts to pass the time at work, and in one you explain splitting a duo figure. If my opponent splits a figure, and I hit one of them with Proxima Midnight, and they get a tracer token, if they were to merge, would they keep that token, or does it come off and Proxima gets it back? I would assume the duo that would get it. the duo would get it, because the game effects that are assigned to those figures go to the duo, and then when you split from the duo you go back they go back to the splits now one interesting thing would be you if you were it. split yeah you could switch it so if i have um kitty and colossus and you give it to colossus and then i merge them and then i split again i'm almost 100 percent certain they would rule it that you could give it to kitty you would get to choose as a controlling player which uh, of those characters gets it because you can do the same with resources and other mechanics that go on cards and and you can and do it with you can do it with even simple things like perplexes and stuff like that. That I don't know because you're targeting a specific figure, but really because I thought uh, combat value modifiers you could distribute. I oh, will. Brian Drake says, "Oh, he's asking about Phoenix Force, but I don't think we have any more." Someone had a question about Captain Cold. I think it's Daniel here. Yeah. When a character occupying or adjacent to one of Captain Cold's markers attempts to move, it must attempt to break away as if the marker was a character that can use plasticity. Friendly to Captain Cold. Does the word attempt make so that it's only at the beginning of the movement, or can an opposing character move into an adjacent square and then continue moving?
1: That's a really interesting point, actually. Because the way it's... I agree with the...
0: I think if you didn't start adjacent to the marker, you would not consider this to be a character with plasticity and all that stuff. Because the whole power starts with the, the very first clause. When a character occupying or adjacent to one of these markers attempts to move, then it lists the rest of the power. I think if your character doesn't start occupying or adjacent to the cold marker, I don't think it would that marker would be considered a plastic, uh, to a character with plasticity for that movement. That would be my thoughts on it, and I'm pretty sure that that's correct. I don't see any other way of thinking of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, that makes sense to me looking at it.
0: If you disagree, though, ask uh, the WizKids rules forums. Um, let's see. Malcolm Rush sent us a picture of some fruit vinegar zero from Japan because we were talking about from Schweppes, which is one of the companies we were talking about when we were talking about gross sodas the other day and good sodas oh, and so i th- i feel like we have another soda rela- related question somewhere built into here maybe well, it I'm could sure be on gmail i'm pretty sure it's on gmail so that's it for facebook let's switch over to gmail I know we had a Fritos one. Just gosh, dang it! Just to spoil your—can we go one
1: more? I just wanted like a nice break from all the Frito-related trauma that the last guy with the switcheroo
0: pulled on me. Abel says hello. First, I wanted to say, Austin, I gave the cheese, the its a chance again with chili. Holy cow! It's nasty. Gosh, son of a bitch! Fritos still reign supreme as usual.
1: I hate you guys. He
0: has a lot of questions. I may skip one or two of them just for time. Uh, number one, what do you think will be the Avengers Assemble chases? Cheez-its. There's seven chases. Could we possibly be getting Dark Avengers?
1: That's actually what I was thinking when they first uh, said there were seven. Was it just the same number count and everything? It just
0: It's what I would want out of a chase set. I, I agree. I like the Dark Avengers. Or more zombies? Uh, if it's more zombies, I will shoot myself.
1: I... On air. I will shoot you on air. In the toe. Yeah.
0: Or In maybe the, the Revengers. Oh, that'd be cool, too. Austin doesn't know about that because he hasn't been keeping up with Avengers and Secret Avengers. Yeah. Or there, a new Avengers.
1: There's a lot of options. I mean, when you're talking about, like, alternate realities of the base Avengers, there's so many different versions.
0: Which trilogy... Uh, Hunter, which trilogy is better? Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit? Um... I haven't seen the last Hobbit movie. I'm actually Is it out yet? nobody's seen it because it's not out yet. I was about to say. Um, I like Lord of the Rings, though. Um, I like both of them a lot, but the Hobbit movies, while they're fun, they get a little too campy. I agree. Like the action scenes, for instance, the whole um, while it's very fun to watch, and the I enjoy scene. it. The barrel scene. That gets a little like really it drags like,
1: on a little and gets really absurd. I times. love
0: Legolas; he's my favorite character in the movies. But really, he can uh, magically all these barrels are in the right places for him at the sa- at the right times. And-
1: See what Hunter meant to say is that he's a major Orlando Bloom fan and has a giant shirtless photo or poster of him on the wall.
0: He's not just shirtless, mind you. <laughs> I was trying to keep it PG for the listeners. No, I like the Lord of the Rings ones too. I like the stories in the Lord of the Rings, and I really like um, the very first movie. Believe it or not, even though it's kind of the slowest one, just because I love those first scenes with the Nazgul and everything, and them hiding from the Nazgul and the fight on the campsite and everything. I do
1: want to say, uh, I like. I'm I'm agreed. I'm on the same. I like the original Lord of the Rings better. <laughs> It's because I like the the darker tone and everything. It made it more of a medieval epic and less of a, yeah. less of a children's fantasy, which is what the Hobbits meant to be. Anyway. I still like the Hobbits movies, um, of course. If but. you like the original Lord of the Rings, go watch the deleted scene stuff and read about what they took out of the movie because it really fills in a lot of crap that I was like, oh, that's why they did that stupid thing at this point.
0: Number four, Pop-Tarts or Toaster Strudels? God, that's a hard one. See, I don't need either one e- anymore anymore. Uh, once I started working out and I lifting and both. and stuff, <laughs> and, uh, and since I looked at the back and saw exactly how many grams of sugar are in Pop-Tarts. It's like <laughs> drinking a full soda for one Pop-Tart. But throughout every single day of college and uh, every day of my last two, three years of high school, I ate Pop-Tarts for breakfast every single day. Um, I've only had toaster strudels a couple times, really, in my whole life. I do. I didn't mind them; they were pretty good. But I, I gotta go with Pop Tarts. I just okay. love Pop Tarts. So I ate
1: Pop Tarts probably my entire high school career because we got free lunches grow, or free lunches. So like we got free breakfast too. Uh,
0: we did too, but we didn't get to choose Pop Tarts. No, they
1: let us take Pop Tarts as our entree. I'm so joking. what Aaron did the entirety of high school, which you will be so happy someone's gonna hear this story, was he collected one Pop Tart a day and put it in his locker because their expiration date is absurd. I didn't realize how high it was, and so he just stashed Pop-Tarts in his locker for the entirety of the year. So at the end of the year, he literally had a locker full of Pop-Tarts and just dumped them in his backpack and brought them home. So I have eaten more Pop-Tarts probably than any man should in his entire life. I call shenanigans on the story because the Aaron Smith I know would never let food just <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, uh, I honestly say, this is the way I'm thinking of it, if there's a box of Pop-Tarts on my counter and a box of toaster strudels, I'm going for the toaster strudels. I say Pop-Tarts, but... All right. Also, on we'll related like, note, I did dump an icing packet in our toaster and ruined it the other day. <laughs> Drew
0: will have to be the deciding factor. No, on he's Hulk always going to side with you on everything. We're not going to tell him who said what. Number five: Who would win, Hulk or Superman? God, don't start this shit, please. Hopefully, Phil's not listening.
1: No, don't don't do it, Hunter. We're just not even bringing this one. Up.
0: I'm going to say it depends on uh, a. Okay, here's here's the deciding factor. It just it just came to me. I don't think Hulk could could breathe in space, could he? Well, he got shot through space, but onto another planet.
1: Yeah, but I mean in the process you think on the
0: trip Well, over... I'm just trying to think like when I've seen them do him in comic scenes, like in Infinity when he's in space, I'm pretty sure he has a helmet thing on. Actually, he? I don't
1: think I don't think he does have a helmet. Hmm. We're going to let's let's Google Infinity Hulk. Here's here's my opinion on these versus arguments because they always start all kinds of shit in our groups. There are way too many damn variables and crap like that to determine one way
0: or another. I see he has a mask thing on. Oh, he does. I thought I remembered him wearing a... Not a full helmet, but a... Well, and then back in Infinity Gauntlet, he didn't, though. Okay. So I don't know.
1: If we're talking on Earth, just beating the shit out of each other, all that crap, I'd probably give it to Hulk. If we're talking combat could be anywhere, situations changing all that crap, Superman's got him because of the myriad of powers and all that stuff. The thing is, the Hulk doesn't stop.
0: I'll also say I would lean more towards Hulk just for the age-old argument that he would be much more likely to kill Superman than Superman would to kill him.
1: That's true, too. You know what I mean? There is the restriction there.
0: And that's what I mean. There's so many variables. And Number six, you guys talked about Never talked about Superior Spider-Man, assume he means the the comic series. Any, anyways, what have you guys thought of Spider-Verse so far? You haven't read it yet. I haven't got caught up. That's um, actually on my stuff that when I eventually get around to reading <laughs> comics again, I definitely want to read spider I've been reading it. I, I haven't read all the little offshoots because who has time and they usually, little offshoot stuff turns out to be shit usually anyways. I've read everything that's in um, Amazing Spider-Man and everything in uh Scarlet. uh What's the uh young warriors or whatever that? So you haven't Spiders read them.
1: the alternate universe thing with the um Spider Woman?
0: Yeah. Well, that's in all. The, I didn't know which ones that was. The there. main storyline is in Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. But then there's a bunch of little offshoots. See, I stopped
1: reading after Superior Spider-Man ended. I like. I really loved that line so much; it was hard for me to kick back into Peter Parker mode.
0: It's been very good. It's been. I, a, I figured it was very it's just, easy, smooth transition. Um. Sad. I it's, liked Doc Oxford. I, I like it a lot so far. I really like the idea. I like Moreland as a character from, from old comics, anyways, so I'm loving how it's going so far. And I also love seeing all the other Spider-Men and Spider-Ham and. Fuck Spider-Ham. And everything. Uh, finally, end of awards character, uh, end of year award suggestion. Best sealed character. That's a good cut. That is a really good cut. Let me write that one down. <coughs> That's one I didn't even... There think. is another one that we wrote down last week that somebody gave us. We'll add those and then the uh, email that we got. I
1: feel like this episode is going to be a four-hour, super-double-packed episode.
0: Jesse <laughs> Robertson, since you played the Avengers theme song as your opening last week, is it just me, or is Earth's Mightiest Heroes way better than the new Avengers cartoon? Oh, by far. Yeah, I agree, too. Although, I wasn't Hunter even... Hunter wasn't as big... Yeah, you were I didn't big. like Earth's Mightiest Heroes that much, either, but it was catered more towards kids than I think is also as coming off of young justice, which is one of the best, probably the second best comics cartoon of all time behind Batman animated series.
1: I, uh, I love, I kicked into earth's mightiest heroes out of boredom one day and I found myself really getting hooked on it. And my brother who doesn't read comics actually sat and he would watch episodes because like, he's like, Oh, how is this different from comics and stuff like that? And they did get pretty close to some of the comic events and stuff, which that's better than most cartoons
0: tend to do. Another question. Seems like in the end, as far as tournament play and length, people are sort of down on War of Light. But man, for new figures we've needed forever, and oh God, to, yes. to capture the characters from that storyline so well in clicks forms, I can't hate on the set. I enjoy you, you guys' podcast because it seems, at least in Hunter's case, that he actually reads comics. Son of a bitch. And those are the casts that I enjoy listening to, that come that come from a comics background, not just people who play the game for game's sake. Honestly, Jesse, I'd say most of the guys that we play with are yeah, they're comics. Um, are comics first. It just seems like the last few people we've had on the podcast have set have been people who got into the game and then comics, which is weird. For the I'd say the norm for us around here is comics oh, yeah. people who go to the game. Eric Lennell says.
1: All kinds of terrible things. Number one,
0: with all the Avengers stuff coming out soon, are there any characters that you're worried won't be seen represented in the new sets? Ultron? That's a good question. You know, if, if it's actually
1: based on Age of Ultron, there won't be Ultron. He'll be in. They've already shown him. I know. I'm just uh, well because think about the comic story arc. We didn't actually see
0: Ultron in it. We just saw freaking glimpses of him and stuff. Here, I'm going to throw out a couple that you may be forgetting, people may be forgetting about, that are no longer modern age, that are big Avengers-themed characters. King. True. And uh, Doctor Doom, that's not a zombie. That's we don't
1: have a modern Doctor Doom. We don't him, do we? have a
0: modern Doctor Doom.
1: What is wrong with this we world? We need a
0: Doctor Doom. We need a King. Maybe a couple of other of the uh, Baron Zemo. The
1: world needs
0: Doom. Some uh, some of the other. Oh, I really want of a Evil. Baron Zemo. So some of the some villains. That'd be who. That'd be who I'd be scared. Dark. As we said earlier, Dark I Avengers really want new Dark Avengers. Would be nice to get. So I'm more worried about the villains than I would be the the character. You know dolls. what I want that
1: I know we probably won't get a new Iron Patriot. See, but Iron Patriot's
0: roadie now, so it's not. I know, but I mean, like, I like the Norman Osborn Iron Patriot. Number two, I just got Bill Asian of Amon. now he's on the watch list. What gives? Well, we just said. We just covered that. We don't think Bill's going to get hit too hard. And even if he does, he'll still be really fun to play and really good for the points. He's great for the yeah. points. Number three, Proxima Midlight, Midnight seems like a strange addition to the watch list. Do you think she will be changed at all? We already covered that. Number four, what are your top five episodes of Scrubs? Yes! I love this oh question. Oh, God. This is hard Scrubs because... Scrubs is my favorite ep- 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 show of all time. See... Oh, wh- man. I don't know if I can I think. can't distinguish because I binge them so bad. I know. Here's what we're going to do. We're going go to go. We're gonna pull up my Netflix. We're going to go to Scrubs.
1: Oh, God. Here we go. And I was just talking about Scrubs. We're going to flip through.
0: <laughs> While we're flipping through, I'm going to try to think of like the absolute best ones off the top of my head. Probably... You have to... The first time that you meet the janitor in the show. Oh, yeah. That's the like, first that's episode. The penny. The that's hint. the very first time you see... Like, that's gotta be one of my top ones.
1: I like the episode where freaking, uh... What, wow. Why am I derping on the name? The old doctor. Kelso. Kelso, the damn Turkle Dog line. The Brenner episode. <laughs> Fucking Turkle Dog. <laughs> damn, Turkle Dog,
0: you got Brenner? I know. God, me, this might be the hardest question I've ever been asked on the podcast. <laughs> the freaking, uh, sh- The titles of the things don't give you any freaking... Um, help either. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of, like, my favorite just flat-out moments. Um, probably the episode when they first find out that Turk's gonna have a baby, and they sit and go over, like, everything that they're gonna do with the baby. Everything that yeah. their <laughs> kids are gonna do together whenever they get older with their white kid and their black kid. Oh, man. Um.
1: God, this show's just so good. It's on my list of things I'm gonna watch back through.
0: Isn't there? I feel like there was one with pudding that was always one of my favorites. It had like a running gag with pudding in the lunchroom. I don't remember what it was. Hunter, you know what this means? We just need to watch back through it. I do not want to start watching back through it because I'll get nothing done and I have so much stuff on my uh, Netflix to watch. You want to make sure I don't <laughs> read
1: comics? This is how you make sure I don't read comics. Mm. That in World of Warcraft. I bet Drew faked his reason for not being here today. He's probably playing. He's World probably
0: of playing World of Warcraft. Where the listeners are lucky that we got pulled away from playing Pokemon so for long enough to record <laughs> Hold on, this Hunter, podcast.
1: Let's be honest here. I, I had, had my DS out the entire time we've been doing this. Yeah, you may have
0: heard Austin <laughs> jacking off his Pokemon as we like to say. A Little click of my buttons here on the show. I haven't gotten to play it as much just because I'm. New, you have a life. That's newly, what you want to say. No, I'm. I'm newly addicted to Destiny. Um, I started playing it Sunday, and I hit level cap on my first day. That's how much I played it. But it has a soft level cap, where basically you get to 20 from experience, and then after that you can only level up from upgrading loot and armor and stuff, and each piece of armor, depending on its rarity and strength, um, adds to a stat that gives you experience to level up to the next levels. But you continue your skill tree even after 20. Um, I love it. I'm not a big MMO guy at all, but I'm a huge Halo guy, and this is basically one Wonderland of the Halo. Thi- this is one of the best gunplay. Oh, games yeah, that's the thing that I've ever is. played in my life. It's probably the best gunplay game there is uh, in existence right now. To be totally honest with you, so it, for me, it's a great game because it's kind of teaching me about. MMOs and getting me into more into MMOs through being an amazing shooter. Yeah, because
1: the last one you played was the Old Republic with
0: us, and that game died
1: quick at max
0: level. Yeah. Oh, I've sp- I played Swotor a lot actually. I had two max level characters, and for me, that's like bizarre. Like I, yeah, Swo- I never put that much time. Swotor into an MMO. was.
1: I loved Swotor so much, but it was so disappointing at first because like it took them forever to get the raids up and everything. So when you hit max level, it's like, well, might as well make another character. I'll
0: also say. I'm somehow innately like really good at Destiny. Either that or everybody else is really bad. Probably go more the one. second one. But um, also yours of Halo have probably prepared you forward. Yes, because <laughs> when, right from the gate when I go into um, the Crucible, which is like the competitive stuff, I'm like 2.5 or more kill-death ratio. Like it, It's a very skilled... Heavy um, combat once you get used to it. Yeah, and I love the hunter class even though it doesn't seem very strong. I love it so far.
1: I do want to say back on the Pokemon thing. If any of the fans want my friend code, I'll send them a Pokemon.
0: Oh, that's a good point. If you want, um, if you want to play Pokemon or Destiny with us, I'm on PS4. Um, if if you want to play either one with us, send a, a message with your ID number for Nintendo or your PSN. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I'll add anyone who wants to be added, I'm. I just like I said, I hit the level cap, so I actually do need people to do weekly heroics with because you cannot do these things without other really good <laughs> people, or you will not beat them. I'm already having that trouble. I'm trying to solo them, and I'm getting farther than I should, but I still cannot finish them because they're just impossible without two more people. Um, you but anyway, scrubs. <laughs> I didn't, there's too many man. I it's, mean there's big moments but I don't know if I could pick like episodes. I know that's how I feel. The the episode the first episode where they start using the showers is a big one. Um the episode where him and uh oh god I'm brain farting on the blonde nurse's name that he's with all the time off and on. Oh uh, fucking once they start anyway um where they first start like getting hot and heavy uh, Elliot, Elliot, where they first start getting like hot and heavy, and they're hiding and having sex throughout the hospital all the time, and like trying to find <laughs> random places to have sex. That was a. a good I one. just want to
1: say, Doctor Cox is like my idol.
0: Exactly, I strive to one day be him. <laughs> <laughs> I know the the thing I love about Scrubs is I work in a hospital and work in patient care and everything, and I work with cardiologists like twenty four seven, and all of the personalities in the show really like (laughs) they're pretty damn accurate it's a very it for being a comedy it really does capture a lot of the atmosphere and the environment and the life of of working in a patient that intensive patient care on and off like all it covers all the bases um his number five what are the five worst films you have watched all the way through oh that's hard
1: See, The Room was going to be on that list, but I stopped after 15 minutes of how bad that movie I've was. I've never
0: even heard of that. It's legendarily bad. Like, you watch it because it's bad. See, if I start watching a movie and I don't like it, I usually just stop. So I'm, I'm trying to think of what I've, like... I don't know. Well, there was a movie, Wrong Turn 2. That was a bad idea. For starters, Cause Wrong I, Turn
1: 1 wasn't much of a classic was, to begin with. I was going
0: to say, <laughs> I saw Wrong Turn, I probably was inebriated at the time, and I was like, oh, that wasn't a bad movie. And then at some point, years later, Wrong Turn 2 came out, and I saw it at like Redbox or something and watched it. That was pretty horrific. I got it. Still.
1: I know which one. The worst movie I've ever seen and finished is Griffin. It's a sci-fi original movie, and it might be the single, like, worst movie ever made. We watched it. It came on TV. Me and my brothers watched it. It was only a couple years back. Holy crap, it's it's just the worst CGI and stuff like that I've ever seen in my life. Otherwise, I can't think of any, like, popular movies I've seen all the way through, because I just stop.
0: Yeah, I know. And I don't really watch... That many boring movies, anyway. I don't watch a lot movies. of horror movies. So exactly, like, And those I, are usually the ones. It, yeah, totally I feel like bad. that's the the category where you could easily hit. Oh, I watched this movie. Oh, I know the stupid. <laughs> there's a horror movie where Ashley, me, and Ashley randomly watched this. Well, she was watching it, and I halfway watched it while I was playing DS. I was playing Pokemon. This was back when X and Y came out. <clears throat> yeah, we couldn't pull away from our screens for like weeks. There's some stupid horror movie on Netflix where this girl has teeth in her vagina.
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen it, but I've
0: heard horrible things about it. It's just as awful of a movie as you can picture, but for some reason, you can't stop watching. (laughs) (laughs) My wife likes to watch really bad horror movies, and I tend to stay away, but for this one, I was in the room, and I did end up watching most of it, and my god, it was just an awful... Awful thing. It's on Netflix. I don't know what it's called, but stay away from it, please.
1: <laughs> if your Netflix movie description says anything about teeth and vagina, you family, should probably if stay if away teeth, anyway.
0: Teeth or vagina, either one are in the word, in the description. Just just skip over it. Uh, he has some segment suggestions for your game.
1: Alright, let's hear them.
0: Impartial Recall? Oh, uh, meh. Meh. I Forgot About Him? Not too bad. Uh,
1: not bad. Austin Makes It Weird? No, let's Man. not go that far and give Drew that much ammo.
0: Agitating the Drewster—that's <laughs> the whole episode is pretty much that segment. I was gonna say that's my job description <laughs> on the podcast. click you frustration.
1: Ah, uh, that bad. one's not—that one's up there.
0: Dial D for D bag. <laughs> no, that one's uh, just not nice. And he has some year-in-review category suggestions. Most egregious keyword exclusion. Oh, I like that. Yeah, the-
1: Oh, yeah. Static's not in the running.
0: Okay, so that one's not going to instantly be one. Oh, damn. That's exactly <laughs> what popped in my head. Most short sighted design. Not bad. Best new mechanic. I like that. Best Sh- debut figure. Short sighted design is going to go to bizarre. <laughs> Most improved figure. It's newer version versus it's old. That's, that's pretty like, good. Those categories. are
1: really good categories.
0: Uh, let's see. Mike Kramer. He sent us this right before Thanksgiving on Wednesday. Because it references the game. Hey, guys, I love Austin's new segment, even if he revels in the annual Turkey Day debi- demise of my beloved Lions. Sadly, Austin and I were at Thanksgiving dinner rooting against the Lions, but they they, they somehow,
1: somehow managed to win. They must have paid a lot to those refs. And the thing is, the best part, Drew's not here to make fun of me for the Lions winning, and he'll forget
0: by next week. He probably will. We won't bring it up. We'll see if he
1: brings yeah. it up. And the Rams <laughs> destroyed the Raiders, so my team did almost broke a record in points scored in a single game against a
0: zero-point opponent. Hopefully, Austin will be sorely disappointed this year. Listen, you guys have had Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck bracketing a Super Bowl championship. We traded the best quarterback in our franchise history in the late 50s and haven't had a pot to piss in since. 60 years of losing. I guess what I'm saying is, can you let us have one Thanksgiving Day victory every now and then, you greedy bastard? To be honest, if Drew didn't like the team, I
1: wouldn't shit on them as much. Me
0: neither. In <laughs> fact, Barry Sanders is my favorite player of all time.
1: So, And I, to be honest, Detroit's not exactly in the running for best cities I want to cheer for
0: anyway. <laughs> um, Austin is a Rams fan for some bizarre reason, and I am a Colts fan. Because I think Marshall Falk will come back from the dead and lead them to victory. But that's not why I'm writing. Back when Heroclix first started, there was a site that, that propped up, I think you meant to say popped up, that explained the backgrounds and origins of the characters in each Heroclix expansion. This was way before cards. So if you didn't recognize a certain character, you could go to this site and you wouldn't have to guess who, who it is anymore. That's nifty. The site was called Who Clicks, and I think that would make a terrific name for the segment, Austin's Who Clicks.
1: Damn it, that's a good one too. But it's just—it's so close, but not there.
0: You can check out an archive of the old site here. Finally, on my blog, we just published a couple of articles about how some current meta staples will benefit from some of the new flash supporting pieces, like Turtle combined with Iron Pharaoh, for example.
1: Yep, we've talked about that. You one. guys have
0: already made mention of some great new flash pieces who may become primary pieces in the meta. But I wondered if you could expound upon some of the new supporting pieces. And how they can enhance current meta pieces. Keep up the great work, Mike. That's a, a potential idea for an a upcoming episode. So yeah, we'll we keep could that get a mind. full episode out of that, probably. And this last one, yeah, that was before last. So that will wrap it up for us. This I bet week. he's so happy the Lions won. He probably we gotta let him just We'll let, let him, him have this one. Not See, Drew. Yeah. Drew doesn't get joy. You can celebrate this all you fan want. Does. Yeah. We're not we don't have beef with legitimate beef with the Lions. We're just we'd like to give Drew some shit. And I will say, whenever I'm watching, deserves it. When I'm watching football and the Lions are playing somebody who's not the Colts, I root for the Lions. And when the Rams are playing somebody who's not the Colts, I root for the Rams, just because I, lo- I love my brothers.
1: I want to be perfectly honest. I
0: try to root them all. When the
1: Lions are playing against anyone, I usually root against
0: the Lions. But <laughs> well, that's just kind of Austin's personality. It gives you a, win- a window to the soul, some might say, of Mr. Austin
1: Smith. It gives you a nice portrait of the man himself.
0: Um, until next week, if any of you guys have ideas for... Names for the new game show. (laughs) We will get this name within the next year and a half, I swear. (laughs) Or if you have ideas for the uh, categories for the end of the year episode, please shoot them to us. We're also going to get Mr. Edward Shelton on here um, again before the end of the year. We need to do that. You know, he'd be a good one to bring in for our, our meta uh, toolbox series, probably. That'd be a good time to have him in. It's not
1: for the fact the nominations episode will run four hours. I'm going to say we yeah, should have him on that
0: one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That that's, that's, it historically been the longest <laughs> episode. Um, so those are some things to look forward to. But yeah, if you have ideas for either one of those, you can send them to clicks at gmail.com, or you can follow and like us on Twitter and Facebook, Dial H for Heroclicks, of course. And as I said... Earlier, if you want to play with us or trade, battle anything on Pokemon, send us your Nintendo IDs, and I will give gifts to fans that add me as
1: a friend on on a uh, Pokemon.
0: And I'll give you a Swagoon <laughs> so you can have a hundred and seventy-seven of them instead of one hundred and sixty-seven, <laughs> 76. seventy-six. But this one will
1: have a cute name by you, right? You'll name it like something clever. Well, th- we'll see. We'll see. And it'll say "Original Trainer Hunter." That's pretty important.
0: And uh, if you want to help me out with some Destiny raids or anything and you play on PS4, send me your PSN ID and we can definitely hook up and be buddies and do some raids together and all that good stuff. So until next week, this is Hunter and Austin Smith. Yep. Signing off. Later. The battle outside your windows rattle your For the times they are ever-changing The mothers and fathers throughout the land